Oh, shit. We got a new ad alert. Oh, goddamn. Them sponsors, baby. Rolling in. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Honey Groove, music and art festival that spotlights queer artists of color. Yes. Honey Groove goes down at Doc 5 at Union Market in Washington, D.C. on September 9th, and you don't want to miss this one. <laughs> because the headliner is none other than the queen diva. You best a believer, the queen of bounce herself, Big Frida. You already know. <laughs> now, the festival will feature nine performing artists, five DJs, live painting vendors, food trucks, and you know your girls will be in the spot bouncing our ass and shaking hands. Bounce, 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 bounce. <laughs> B. Steadwell and Boomscat with grooves provided by DJ Mim and many more of your favorite queers and allies, y'all. So meet us there. We'll even make it easy for you. For a limited time, you can save $10 on a mission by using the offer code BLACKJOY at your checkout. Just visit HoneyGrooveDC.com and follow them on Twitter and IG at HoneyGrooveDC to see the full lineup. See you at Honey Groove, baby. <laughs> this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz the King of the South. And you are listening to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? You that bitch, you know you that, you that bitch, 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 you know you that, you that bitch, 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 you know you that bitch, bitch. crowd showing out yes, i'm very excited for honey group they are such lovely folks and we will be in the spot but you know yes uh, shout out to the folks at makers lab shout yes i love makers lab all them good they folks. always show us so much love well, and i'm just like honored to be a part of this like booming dc ass community like we are invested whatever yeah. You know, holla out of play, holla out of pimp, you know? Hey, and thank you for that offer code. Like, the Black Joy Jubilee would definitely be in a number, especially with $10 off, goddamn. $10 off. Hey. Live paintings, food trucks, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> a bitch will be in the number, present here. <laughs> with a snack in her hand. With a snack. <laughs> you don't know if I'm talking about a boo or a food, goddamn. <laughs> Taking auditions, you know what I mean? It's, it's, all, it's our world. <laughs> Who let us get a mic? <laughs> I'm excited. Yo, I've been singing that J.G. Wetworth song all week, Jasmine. I'm still on uh, the standard song from a couple weeks ago. Who the fuck you talking to? We just need to. I've been rapping lately. I'm really feeling it. I really feel like Cardi B is like, listen, you lesser hoes. Just feel it. Just lay a track. You Just know, use it as a comeback. It's a form of resistance to you know not only talk shit but put it over a rhyme. Be a party rocker of your own life. Goddamn. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Communal dick don't last forever. These friendships never end. Just had communal dick 
<laughs> on her mind. On my heart. <laughs> on her heart. Losing ass communal dick. Just, ain't no sides. Ain't no You sides. community. You are the community. <laughs> you are for everyone. Communal. This one is my one and his one, his one too. Yeah, be productive. So we're recording a little early this week, huh? We are. We're recording on a Sunday because, you know, I will be... In New York all week mm-hmm. um, for work stuff and just being fabulous, being fabulous, baby, <laughs> learning the things, and darling. So we're here all early. The headlines just decided not to chill. The moment we this post, literally, on I was like, oh, I did I text you this stuff? And I was like, man, I feel like all the headlines are coming right now. Like, did are y'all mad that we're recording early? Like. White people is just like, you know what? We would like to forego waiting for Monday. Let's fuck up your weekends right now. They were like, look, the gist of the upcoming week is this before we even get to Monday. If this is a prelude for the bullshit that's happening this week, I want no parts. Man, (laughs) that's why my ass is escaping D.C. to be in NYC. Please don't look. Don't say nothing too big on this mic because I don't have time. Because I will true. be in DC. I feel like DC will be protected. <laughs> what I'm saying is, because this nigga he's still on vacation. <laughs> Convenient. I you see. can't tell me, and we gonna get into this. You can't tell me this wasn't a coordinated fucking attack, bitch. We don't know what's Stop. about to happen this week. <laughs> you keep talking too much. The evidence. I don't. We have the receipts. <laughs> We're going to lay them out for you right here on the Black Joy Mixtape, <laughs> one by one by one. So we might as well get into it. You ready? <laughs> White people have no self-control. Again. White people have no self-control. One more time. White people have no self-control. SOS, SOS, help your friends, help your cousins. Get them now. Get them now. They have lost it. We have told you time and time again right here on this mic. That it is coming. We do not know the time nor the date, but goddamn. But he said fire and fury last week. Nine said fire and fury. Well, you know what, bitch? Call me fire. What you gonna be? Call me fury. Hot damn. (laughs) On the mic. This is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of black joy and fire. And this is Jazz, the king of the south and fury, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And we are fire and fury. (laughs) Together we are fire and fury. New opener. <laughs> Anyways, you all have seen seen the headlines, and we're going to add our take on it. You know, we have to laugh through a lot of this shit, but just know it's also because we've covered it for, what, 35 episodes, how white people have fucking lost their minds? Been foreshadowing these riots for a very long time. My God. Let's get into it, Jasmine. Let's do it. At this point, you have heard about the Charlottesville riot that is being wrongfully framed as a protest instead of the violent KKK convening that has taken place for the second, second Saturday of the month. We at the Black Joy Mixtape want to make sure you know the full story before it gets buried under the internet. <laughs> Because they will bury that shit. So the story of Charlottesville actually starts back in April. So the Charlottesville City Council voted in April to remove a Robert E. Lee monument and rename a park from Lee Park to Emancipation Park. That just fucked up the white people now. They were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Emancipation? (laughs) Not in my city, bitch. (laughs) Oh, 
To which that started a lot of fury and a judge <laughs> granted a temporary injunction the following month, leaving the statue in place pending further proceedings. So this... <laughs> Lord Jesus. This rightful change, you know, given the fact that it's 2017 and Robert E. Lee them lost. Um, <laughs> you lost. Why would we have a statue of a loser? Like, you lost. You're a loser. You know, you're president. You let white people down that year. Yeah, the president of Toothless America would not be friends with Robert E. Lee because he's a loser. He's right? a loser. <laughs> Him, John McCain. All them just wouldn't fuck Dolly with Robert Dolly Parton when it comes to the song that Whitney Houston took over. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> Losers. So this fueled the racist indignation of Jason Kessler, blogger and racist, who is the founder of this racist-ass convening and protest called Unite the Right. Yes. So- Do not forget that name. Do not forget that name, Jason Kessler. He will come back. Yes. So just also to add, basically what we saw this weekend is hundreds of white nationalists and white supremacists, we will not call them anything other than what they are on this show, mm-hmm. got your local uh, Home Depot tiki torches and marched through the University of Virginia, which again, supposed to be higher learning for the improved non-toothless America, but here we are. Um, they marched through the campus in Charlottesville, VA. Friday night which ended up being the day one (laughs) rehearsal dinner of this three-day weekend of fucking terror under Unite the Right rally slash clan membership initiation. Initiation, just all in one. In the headline, they used tiki torches, y'all. Bitch, they they were like... Feeling inspired by Beauty and the Beast, Gaston, kill the beast! They too decided that they wanted torches, which is... Polynesian people <laughs> created these torches. Man. You can't even do that right. So y'all can appropriate everything else, including these torches. I don't understand why white folks can't appropriate some community about themselves. <laughs> like, I don't... Just can't y'all, like, appropriate some of the principles from Kwanzaa or something? Like, nothing. Just they were nothing. like, we would like to be hateful <laughs> while wearing fucking... Like, just the image of this, when it was coming out on Friday, I'm like, look at this shit, Jasmine. Do you see this shit? Just in the and night. And I thought, yeah, just in the night, I'm like, what are y'all so fucking upset about? Like, who did any... And it's, when you trace it back to the fact that a motherfucking statue is being taken down, because I honestly feel like people looked at this evening and were like, oh, this is just white people Mm -mm. being upset. But little did we know how the weekend would unfold. Yeah, that night they were shouting, white lives matter and Jews will not replace us. (laughs) That's what they were saying on Friday night. I thought they were saying, you will not replace us. Jews will not replace us. Y'all mad at the (laughs) Jews again too? And this happened under the former president Thomas Jefferson's statue and i don't know if y'all remember thomas jefferson but he wrote the notes on virginia where they where he first wrote black people are inferior in body and mind okay while being in an interracial interracial relationship with black children you know Sally just so Higgins, you know why you're like what america is this 
This is your America, white people. It has always been your America. This is a continuation of the work that you all refuse to do because as our indigenous brothers and sisters have told us, you all have not even began your fucking healing journey. Of course, on Friday night, fights broke out with counter protesters, which we need to give them a new name here. Um, yes. Justice defenders. Yes. <laughs> True justice defenders. Fight broke out with justice defenders and a chemical irritant was deployed before police broke up the violence. There were police... Like, I I still haven't seen the imagery of police being at any of these Let, Let's be clear. That was hours after. There was... <laughs> They were watching from the car. They white people won't let just me. Just when I intervene. My, white people won't let me walk down the street in peace, let alone a group of motherfucking carrying torches. Like, five of us standing at a street corner waiting for the light to change so we can walk across the street. <laughs> we'll get a police officer asking us what we're we doing. What, what Where are we doing? going tonight? On a segue. Can't even go across the street to the damn 7-Eleven without being accosted by, by police cops. just standing in the corner drinking coffee and doing nothing to protect and serve anyone in this community. You know how that goes. So that was just Friday night turn up, right? Oh, yeah. The police came super late. They tried to break it up. Um, people were beating asses with these fucking tiki torches. It was a mess. But then we go into the fact that we know this isn't an isolated act of terror. Um, white supremacist wine mixer <laughs> held a second Saturday, goddamn. This is the second, second Saturday that has happened. So according to the Washington Post on August 10th, the Thursday before we even thought of... <laughs> Thought about tiki torches in mass. <laughs> they were reporting that this protest was going to happen in Charlottesville, Virginia, because it was the second time in six weeks that these folks have congregated in Charlottesville, Virginia. Their first one was the weekend of July 8th, which was also a second Saturday. So, y'all, this is the ill-ass follow-up to the first protest back in July. They are building, like... They are base building as the fuck. Farmer's Market, second Saturday, <laughs> your local right supremacist rally, fucking them up. Yeah, so, and this was just as a reminder. And your media told you nothing about this, so therefore, of course, we didn't know, goddamn, we don't live in Virginia. They let it get buried, it was no big deal, so. Just white people being angry, nothing to see here, even though we know they are the greatest uh, executors of terrorism on American soil, just mm -hmm. it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, all subgroups of white supremacists, so white nationalists, uh, members of the alt-right KKK gather with gather. Honestly, let's this just is call on Thursday. White people. white people. Your cousins, your siblings, yes. all them folks decided that they was going to meet at the city. Now, this was reported on Thursday. They were talking about Saturday. They all were going to meet at the city at noon on Saturday for the Unite Right Unite the Right rally to voice opposition to the decision about the General Robert E. Lee statue. Back in July, the police had on riot gear at the July 8th protest as well. Large groups who care about our, all our futures, especially black ones or justice defenders, counter-protesters, yes. according to the mainstream media. No, forget that. Were planned by a collection of faith-based groups, civil rights organizations, local businesses, and faculty and students at the University of Virginia, which is located in the city. 
Because as you were saying earlier, with the fact that this is the second Saturday of this March, that a lot of the local business owners, a lot of people in the community were like, get this shit together. Let's get ready. Like, this is going to be absurd. We don't want our property fucked up. We don't want to deal with this. Can you help? And it seems like no one took this seriously. Mm Mm-mm. So the convergence of potentially thousands of protesters, which this was on Thursday, left many city leaders, residents and business owners worried about possible violence and property damage in this particular community. And to be worried was right, because on Saturday after Friday's rehearsal dinner, according to an article published in the Huffington Post called Police Stood By as Mayhem Mountain in Charlottesville, an angry mob of white supremacists formed a battle line across from a group of justice defenders who, on command by their leader, some gray-haired motherfucker, the young men charged and pummeled their ideological foes with abandon. One woman was hurled into the pavement and the blood from her bruised head was instantly visible. Standing nearby, an assortment of Virginia State police troopers and Charlottesville police wearing protective gear watched silently from behind an array of metal barricades and did what? Nothing. And these are the, this is the same year we're seeing police rush and uh, handcuff women in like flats and like a sundress standing their ground at a at a protest at a black lives matter protest who's to say that they didn't do anything because their co-workers were in plain clothes they found their friends charging at the justice defenders who knows allegedly but and we know who the police are yes and that's the thing that's it's clear that especially a town like charlottesville it's so small. You all know who the fuck these people are. Mm-hmm. You know who's on the University of Virginia's campus. You are aware of those folks. You know their faces. Population around 50,000. Not that big. Not that big at all. So white people slash the police did nothing. We now have three people whose lives are gone because of this riot yep. that was planned out. It consistently been violent. And still, the police took no precautions to not allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. Heather Heyer has been identified as one mortality of three in the Charlottesville massacre riot um, after a car rammed into the 32-year-old mother from Greene County, Virginia, who was a part of the rally speaking out against white supremacy. That's exactly what, like, allyship is going to start looking like, Mm -hmm. y'all. I know we want it to seem like coming to a rally or a protest where there's zero arrests, but what we need to understand is that these these people aren't playing. Mm -hmm. They've told us consistently that they are willing to defend their privilege or their lack thereof against us to the death. And what we also know is the reason why I find it so interesting that this woman is now dead because of it. She's also a white woman um, Mm -hmm. and is showing that they are not willing to not kill you as well. Yeah. And that's how you know white supremacy is a hack. The only casualty in this mess or the one of the only casualties is the one person that white supremacy claims it wants to protect, which is a white woman. The whole shit is built on protecting white women. It's why there have been lynchings. It's why they started the police patrols to protect 
white women and other property as well as protect um, their property or slaves mm-hmm. from escaping, mm-hmm. right? So, and, and we say this all the time about healthcare and clean air and water mm-hmm. that in their denial to see us as feel, full human beings, mm-hmm. that they're willing to let you take take the L too. Yep, and we've already seen that happen with Ricky John Best and Talisa Midran Namke Miche, who were the white men who were fatally stabbed in Portland, Oregon earlier this year mm-hmm. when they st- intervened when a racist were, was spitting out slurs to melanated girls who he perceived as Muslim. Mm. So this is what this time looks like, y'all. I know that black folks who protest, who organize, understand at minimum that every time they go out there, that there's a potential for their harm. It's time for y'all to know that all these protests will not be pink hats and selfies. They won't. Especially when the reality is that they after y'all too. They They not only weren't saying white lives matter they also said jews will not win and i thought some of y'all considered yourselves white i know jews ain't all white i know that what's up my black folks says jews what's up my brown folks all y'all melanated people of the jewish descent you know what's up (laughs) but the ones who consider themselves white y'all in danger too and like all this whole anti-Semitism, all these things that y'all have going on about like black folks and y'all's issues, y'all are not safe under this white supremacist right. regime. Yeah. And if you cannot see yourselves in battle cries like Black Lives Matter or Trust Black Women, you're only playing yourself. Mm-hmm. While we spend so much time trying to give white people all these reasons to acknowledge their privilege, what we need to be also consistently telling y'all and what we're here to do yes and what we tell you is whiteness can only save people like donald trump that's it and others like him from letting you die and not being held accountable for it whiteness is stratified like a motherfucker not all whites are created equal under the glory that is white right and in your it's it's just you're dying you're for casualties. a master. You, you are casualties for a master plan that a you won't even get to fucking see. No, nope. but it's being you are being brought into this conversation just so you can enact what they need to happen. Yeah, they only are using your whiteness as a distinction to recruit you into some ideology mm-hmm. that literally is not about you. You mm-hmm. are the lessers. You have always been the lessers. You have been the lesser since my people were brought here on those damn ships against their will you have always didn't know how to fucking farm shit well you never won all this stuff all those principles that your forefathers that y'all love to talk about who wrote that damn constitution was not thinking about your po ass they weren't thinking about y'all's right Mm-mm. to bear arms they were not worried about your property they were worried about protecting themselves and their stuff let them eat cake bitch that's what they were saying in france globally y'all have never never realize the full whatever in the fuck that is white privilege that we for whatever reason keep giving y'all trainings on because all y'all just playing play privilege middle management as white privilege is what y'all got y'all the niggas that's damn oppressing my ass at the job but you ain't goddamn in no position to not work at all (laughs) ain't that something else you hear with me because warren buffett ass making over 300 million a day what you got, Bob? 
what you got on is Sally. And black people aren't the ones taking it away from you. Sean Lane, it's, 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 your, it's your president of Toothless America, who is actively taking money out of your mouth as we speak, not only from healthcare, but us paying in tax dollars the places that he don't even go visit. And they're using all of this in order to enact this master plan across media, across um, on the ground organizing, politics, policies, and globally to protect them, and again, not you, and that will end up not only getting us killed, but you killed in turn. Yeah, in short, if you want to be out here fighting to be the bottom of the whiteness totem pole, by all means, do that, but understand, you will also die because you are at the bottom. You are at the bottom. You are disposable. And what they don't know is they are also writing off their death sentence because the earth will not sustain a people that are out here trying to mutilate and harm the earth that is this planet. Mm -hmm. This planet is here to preserve itself by all means necessary, especially if it ain't no outside forces from the universe coming in like an asteroid and nothing. You think them ice caps is melting for a reason, (laughs) y'all? Everybody got to go. They literally are harming your ecosystem. And all you got to show for is I'm white. Y'all living in doggone trailer parks without air, without access to clean water, all that. But you got the nerve to drive your ass all the way to Charlottesville, Virginia, to run over people with your damn car, to potentially hit one black person who didn't even die. Your sister died. The very race that you're trying to protect ended up dying. And that's what it is. That's what will happen every time. I promise you. Yep. I suggest y'all get yourselves together and start talking to your cousins immediately and stop being uncomfortable or removing yourselves from the dinner table at Thanksgiving when your grandma and your uncle and your aunt and stuff decide to be racist. If you don't think our families aren't bigots while we sit here on this mic every week and we literally are trying to talk to them in a way we are talking to them through this mixtape. Just the way we speak. Just just the way we speak. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's absurd like changing even, the minds of, and hearts like it's cool that y'all are here mm-hmm. but i am doing this to make sure my niggas understand right, right. and they and are that's the goal that's the goal like there's so much stigma around black and this is the reason why we talk about this shit too on the uh, on the mixtape is because we know we have white listeners we love y'all y'all are great keep listening keep talking about shit but also my work is in making sure that i educate my folks That's black people. That's making sure we have the muscles in order to endure and see this shit for what it is. So that goes back to nonprofits who are using black lives and black bodies and people of color to get funding to do work that they're supposed to be defending us and then not doing that. And in order to decolonize yourselves or break away from white supremacy, you have to stop believing in this notion of white fragility. You have to stop believing that y'all are too fragile to hear the way that we talk exactly how people of color talk to you about race mm-hmm. and, and white supremacist systems in this thing. Mm-hmm. Because every time I turn around, like we've seen in the headlines, since you got such a bad attitude or this notion that people of color got bad attitudes and really don't know how to articulate in a kind way or whatever y'all be saying, like y'all literally have to disavow yourselves from your own fragility. Y'all can't believe in it. You can't. Not in the case around this. You gotta. You gotta get some thick skin. You. Huh. 
Like because this is baby, the you are dying now in mm-hmm. public. In public, you're being stabbed. You're being ran over by cars. If y'all don't start getting some bass in your voices, you are doomed to. Speaking of bass and voices, uh, free speech attorneys at the American Civil <laughs> Liberties Union. Just the holistic approach to white supremacy. Right. They got the nonprofits too, bitch. The they are like, listen. We're starting with the nonprofits. We're. <laughs> Yes, so white them, supremacy is a holistic approach. Black Joy Mixtape is here to let you know that Charlottesville is not isolated. At it's all. actually moving across sectors. Amber. <laughs> so, your local ACLU. The American Civil Liberties Union. And the Rufford Institute filed a lawsuit in Richmond Federal Court Thursday on behalf of Jason Kessler. Remember him from earlier who organized the He Unite organized the, the right. whole shit. Yep. He organized the whole shit. And the ACLU is teaming up to defend a white supremacist. Teaming up with the guy who facilitated one of your own being murdered this weekend. After city officials revoked his event permit this week. Because somebody in the city read the permit, that, that the permit application, it seems like. So after they revoked his fucking event permit because niggas knew it would be violent as the fuck and ordered him to relocate the protest from one park to another over public safety concerns. The ACLU set up for three people to be murdered this week. Let's be very clear. It's bad. The ACLU made sure that an event permit went through for this violent ass Fucked up ass march. The American Civil Liberties Union. I'm not going to not say it. I'm not going to not say it because I too am a progressive. You You facilitate an event that could have been canceled and moved away from us. You help that shit go through the court system. I don't care. And the national ACLU went on to back this concern. Yep. Because of First Amendment rights. (laughs) So wild. So Jason Kessler originally planned to hold the event at what's now called the Emancipation Park, where that late-ass Robert E. Lee statue stood. We're back here. He received a permit from the city on June 13th, but got his feelings hurt when he learned on Monday of this week that the event had been moved to McIntyre Park, roughly a mile away. In true to uncontrollable fashion, he enlisted the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. What?! To, uh, to advocate or to uh, sue the city of shot well brought a case to what the city of Richmond formally yes. mm-hmm. for violating Jason Kessler's First Amendment rights. Wow. And this is technically ACLU's second fuck up in the name of free speech where they also filed a lawsuit this week against the Washington Metro system after the city refused to put up ads from Milo McClellan, the racist motherfucker of the alt-right. Milo, whoever the fuck. Who just won't go away, who got some racist-ass book coming out. So anyone who says this is the isolated event of the ACLU fuck-up, it is not. The ACLU has decided in a Trump administration, in a world where nine is president, that they will do the work defending some of the most racist motherfuckers through our legal system. At the same time, now watch this. Mm-hmm. Watch, watch how this stacks. And white supremacist policy news. ACLU is doing this at the same time. 
that the North Carolina House of Representatives approved legislation in a lopsided ass vote of 67 to 48 vote on thir- Thursday. Thursday. Before all this happened. When we I keep say we, talking about Thursday. We, it's almost like they knew this weekend was going to pop off. Man. That's weird. Uh. So on Thursday, North Carolina <laughs> passed through a vote that would shield drivers from civil liability if they collide with protesters. Hmm, and the state right above them in Virginia has a mortality and other folks injured from a car colliding with protesters. So you thought, and this is what I mean, white people. Those of you who got so upset that streets were blocked off on your way to work and you were like, you know what? We do need a bill like this. Like if I accidentally hit one of these motherfuckers, it can't be my fault. Aww. But what you what you're Look well, you. what you're well intentioned ass don't know is that someone's, someone someone is going to come along and actually want to ram their car through a protester. And if it happens in North Carolina, it is completely legal for when the when the court system fails you and gives a not guilty mm-hmm. or a non-indictment mm-hmm. that you can't even follow up with a fucking civil suit in case your loved one is killed yep. while attending a protest to save our lives. Staying your ground in Florida, you know, a few years later, we're five years later, Missouri has their first staying your ground case. So, I mean, like, staying your ground is spreading like wildfire, wildfire ever since what's his name? The Zimmerman motherfucker got off. George Zimmerman got off. For, a murder, for the murder of Trayvon Martin. So, like, these kind of legal precedents, y'all, are really absurd and what we're finding out the folks who are supposed to be advocating for justice is also defending white supremacy right so who do we actually turn to in this system what side are you on my people mm. so white media right <laughs> but so this also get to happened media. on thursday <laughs> this also when i say yeah so we so that was the non-profit the non-profit approach the on the ground approach policy with the um, North Carolina Senate. Let's go to media. Media. <laughs> Jeffrey Lloyd's racist ass, who has been on scene and he had like a confrontation with Simone Sanders. I'm glad you know all that because Man. I just know Simone Sanders and the white people who make no sense. <laughs> what's up to Simone? Well, what's up with Jeffrey Lloyd is he recently got fired from CNN and has never been about the countless racist things he has said on air. Mm. He was fired when he finally tweeted out a Nazi salute. Oh, that was the get you gotcha. That was the fuck em ups. It's like... <laughs> You got to keep on your hood, motherfuckers. Like, I thought we that's what we was doing. That's why we stood and watched the protest instead of breaking it up. Because we saw y'all without your uniform on. And I thought, you know, we, we when we in plain clothes, we in plain clothes. But when we in the hoods, you know, we in the hoods. It's like how we really <laughs> believe, like, my ultimate politic is black women are better than everyone. Black woman supremacy coming out of me. Do you think I don't know different coded ways to say that? Do you think I don't, Jasmine? Black women to gods. Black women to gods. I'm giving you propaganda. Cool color, colorblind collective. White people have no self control. Mm. Like, there's many. Those are all very explicit things. But like, and but think about black supremacy. It looks nothing like white supremacy. Oh hell, it's no. not the polar. It's not white supremacy and blackface. Just to be clear, it is a justice oriented, queer focused, feminist approach. Goddamn. Hello. We that is for all of us. It's for we all trying to us. make sure we protect the generations, and in order to protect generations, you got to do what? Protect the earth. 
And I'm just tired of white people waiting until like the most fucking racist thing on earth happens. The things that they can't control. In order to be like, this person doesn't deserve a platform. Mm -hmm. They no longer, what actually happens is they don't do anything until it's out of the scope in which they can fix. Right. You can't explain away a Nazi salute picture. But you can't mm. explain away, like, you know, some rhetoric. Because we see your president, a toothless American, do it all the time. Say some comments, and then when people do the ill-ass follow-up on those comments, they were like, you know, he was just joking. And what we do know is, and they literally create another talking point that people talk about in the next week. So the things you can explain away, by all means, that type of racism, totally palatable. Mm-hmm. Totally palatable to create legislation where you can literally make it legal for people to ram their cars into protests. And maybe not legal, but to protect them from civil suits, y'all. Yeah. Civil suits. Most likely, if you don't receive justice for this motherfucker murdering your folks who are protesting the streets, which is their First Amendment rights, which that was covered while the ACLU is defending the motherfucker who organized this rally that is the topic of this damn, you also have... It's a This is all connected, y'all. We got a whole ass... Voter suppression and nothing regime around just 0.7% of voter fraud. Like all this is fake. And the fact that you can't get justice from the legal system, you also can't even get no money. For the harm caused to your loved ones is absurd. So where does the buck stop on this? For real. Will there be legislation to protect police departments from civil suits? From people that they might ram with their cars. It's really time to like draw like across the board. This is why we're mapping out this holistic approach to white supremacy. Because in multiple ways, we need to draw the line of what, even if it's a hint of fucking racism, let's move this person out the way. Because Jeffrey Lord has been on CNN this whole time. This whole time, also, you had Richard Spencer, who is an alt-right member. Uh-huh. He's been on Kamal Bell on CNN. He's been on Roland Martin's show. He's been interviewed by Charles... That is not a fucking interview. He's been talked with... Charles Barkley. With Charles Barkley on TNT. And all of these times that he has ever touched the platform, he has been allowed to really elevate these talking points to make sure that when we get to a Unite the Right, that they have members present. Mm-hmm. They are doing their outreach holistically. Mm-hmm. The ACLU is falling into it. The um, legislators are falling into it or not falling into it or making the choice to help move these things along. And it's very coordinated and it's going to get us fucked up. And then we make it to the federal level uh, with everything going on. The president of Toothless America decided to make a statement from vacation. Is he is the 17 days up? Yet? No, it's not. Still in New Jersey, I presume. Living his best life. Where he said, quote, we condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. On many sides, he repeats. It's been going on for a long time in our country. Not Donald Trump, not Barack Obama. This has been going on for a long, long time. So he basically didn't say who was at the helm. Place blame on every single person out there. 
while also upholding whatever rhetoric that he has said to incite any of this mayhem. Mm-hmm. Again, y'all, y'all are the pawns. Look alive. Look alive. All right. So back in June, a group of you spilled out from a quote unquote block party in a fight at a North London estate clashing with riot cops before a teen was found stabbed. People in the large group of Stanford Hill were reported to have machetes, swords, hammers and bats and threw bottles at police attempting to break up the fight. A couple of months before this riot was incited in Stanford Hill, a, quote, beware of the Jew sign was put up in one of London's largest Orthodox Jewish communities. The signage was spotted near a synagogue in the Haredi Jewish enclave of Stanford Hill in North London. In Greece, a recent University of Arizona graduate was beaten to death in Greece while celebrating with his fat brothers. Bakari Henderson, a black man of the age of 22, was attacked in a bar brawl Friday morning on the island of Segenthos. The investigation and witness accounts suggest that the brawl began inside a bar after an argument about a female bartender around 3 a.m. on that Friday. Things quickly escalated. As Mr. Henderson and his friends were leaving, the police official said the suspects followed and attacked them in the middle of the busy street. Quote, there seems to have been some sort of flirtation, then a misunderstanding, an official said. Misunderstanding my ass. Everyone had been drinking and it escalated. See, it's, it's the same way Donald Trump talks about the shit. Man. It's like, I don't want to admit harm or blame on any side. No, there's one side that is fucking us up. And this sounds familiar. Emmett Till whistled at a white woman and his mother ended up having an open casket funeral. Lynchings happened because black men were allegedly making inappropriate passes to white women. So the attack lasted about 30 seconds, the official said, adding that Mr. Henderson died of head injuries caused by multiple kicks and punches. Crazy. And even more scalable what's going on with Yemen and this whole right. cholera issue. Like a whole population of people are about to be wiped out because not enough intervenings are happening as well as while all this violence is happening. But it's the ACL, not- you got time for this fucking sh- for this shit. <laughs> you hear me? So I think the whole point of this mixtape is how can we communicate with people to see this shit before it's a Nazi salute or before we are literally followed outside of our evenings with our friends, outside of celebrations, um, to be murdered. And for what? Mm -hmm. We're being murdered for nothing because white people refuse to take up their role in making sure this shit stops. In a meaningful way. In a meaningful fucking way. You know, lunchtime protests with a pink hat on ain't gonna get it, Becky. And ain't gonna get it. So I got a reading list for all my real trill niggas who are like, well, what do we do? What I feel like right now is a great time to study as well as, you know, as you wait for your certification for your gun to get back, your, registr- your registration, bro. you know, make sure you're reading some books. Not only and as y'all you- can kiss my ass on that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not showing up to the fucking protest. I'm not showing up with a knife. 
Okay. When they got torches. And listen, li- li- let's listen to this reading list before you like, oh, you know, Black Joy Mixtape violence. No, this is backed up. So the first we have, <laughs> we will shoot back Armed Resistance in the Mississippi Freedom Movement by Akimyele Umoja. Just so y'all know, while y'all talking all that stuff about them burning crosses in Mississippi way back in the day, I'm just saying you ain't seen too many of them in the prison. I Next feel like up. if you can teach people how to <laughs> like block a street, you can teach people safe gun control in order to... Oh, self-defense? Not, yeah. You can teach people that. I don't know why that's not a part of an organizing method. Next, we have the nonviolent stuff will get you killed. How... <laughs> How Guns Made the Civil Rights Movement Possible by Charles E. Cobb Jr. These are actual books, Do <laughs> they got publishers and shit? They, they real life. Y'all can go on Amazon. <laughs> we'll shoot, we will shoot back, and this nonviolent stuff will get you killed. Two books, all right? And then, to get you grounded in the originator, we got a 1962 <laughs> motherfucker by the name of Negroes with Guns by Robert F. Williams. Shout out to Helene for putting me on to that one. Here is a quick synopsis. First published in 1962, Negroes with Guns is the story of a Southern black community struggle to arm itself in self-defense against the Ku Klux Klan and other racist groups. Because you can't talk the violence out of these motherfuckers. Frustrated and angered by violence condoned or abetted by the local authorities against blacks, the small community of Monroe, North Carolina, where back brought the issue of armed self-defense to the forefront of the civil rights movement, the single most important intellectual influence on Huey P. Newton, the founder of the Black Panther Party. Negroes with Guns is a classic story of a man who risked his life for democracy and freedom. And there was a lot of black women with guns. That's why Erica Badu came out with Mama's Gun way back when. All right? Don't let them erase you, sis. Beyonce you was blessing back, daddy too. Showed, my, Beyonce said my daddy Shit. We yeah. will revisit this topic later. Um, but yeah, just get your reading together, get your minds prepared, get yourselves grounded because I know they are brainwashed y'all into thinking that the civil rights movement was completely nonviolent. Look, Martin Luther King Multiple said, tactics. I am nonviolent. Bayard Rustin said, I am nonviolent. Hell, we nonviolent at the protest, but we ain't said nothing about the niggas who got us here. They definitely got guns. Yeah. <laughs> The people who drop me off have a have a gun. Man. And if you come to my house, like, at the protest. At the protest is the word. And you know what's very interesting? In D.C. <laughs> it's really hard to get a gun license. MLK probably had a gun in his house, y'all. He had to. Who was he going to call? The cops? <laughs> and we're honestly talking about community police. Man, why would you? Shout out to Korean gang. I feel like we dropped we drop that so that we can get people in, on board with, like, all the other stuff. But you cannot have community protection without defense. Like, no. you can't just walk up to a nigga with a whistle and be like, hey, yeah, it's, don't touch me. Like, it's, it's a layered approach. It's a layered approach. So we one thing, multiple there's multiple things and there's multiple kinds of trainings that have to happen within communities, right, in order to police effectively. And we aren't saying that people have to necessarily patrol our communities with guns. But I, what I know for sure is the police in this country has a history of bombing people, having full out shootouts with people. Yes. Just all the things that you can't imagine only happen in this country less than 50 years 
years ago. We're talking about that kind of terrorism. Yeah, look in up this the country. history of the Move organization in Philly. They again, they were willing to let the entire block burn over this one group of people. And it's intentional why the first time you're hearing about the not the violent part of a non-violent movement is because all that is intentional. Folks back then, the black folks who were organizing all of this had incentives to make sure that only the respectable parts were told. And in some ways, that harmed us and knowing holistically who we are and who, who we have been in resistance. Mm-hmm. So y'all just got to learn. Just just take a moment, read about yourselves, learn about yourselves holistically. And then, then make a decision. Then make a decision. What works for you? Because personally, you know, as of right now, I don't have a gun. I do not either. Just just right now, today. Now, I'm not saying that won't be true tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so to- run up, get done up if you want to. <laughs> You don't know who my niggas are. You don't know. And I ain't said nothing about the niggas I'm with. <laughs> you from Mississippi, bitch. Man, I, I sound like I got hot sauce and a little cute little thing in my bag. A little pistol. <laughs> like Phaedra. I've gone to a gun range before. And this is this is real for me. Like, I've gone to a gun range before. And I know that I have a lot of work. Like, I cannot handle a gun well. Like, it, it terrifies me. I'm very... I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't. It's not me. It's not who I am in the world. But I still believe people should read up on this shit and know what the fuck is going on. And maybe a bitch just need a little bit more practice. I'm not telling y'all nothing. I either do or I don't. Find out if you want to. (laughs) Drunk need to be organizing a gun range. If y'all can punch motherfuckers, why not? Where are the black gun rages? Tweet the Black Joy mixtape hashtag. No. (laughs) No, don't don't do do it. Don't do it. Send us an email. (laughs) Nope. Don't put that out. Because they don't need to know where them is. No. So, you know, that's, I mean, white people really took the cake. I mean, we just released on Friday and still we have all this history to Man. lay out about you all trying to kill yourselves we, and us. We still got initiates to the cool color, colorblind collective. Still already have, already have niggas it's on Sunday. Up. They, so who's in there? Wear your crowns, king. <laughs> so this week in the cool color, colorblind collective, we are initiating every nigga on the Oakland Raiders team who did not sit their ass down with Marshawn Lynch <laughs> to play Candy Crush and Soul Swipe during the national anthem as their brother, Colin Kaepernick, is at home watching from his... Well, not watching. He don't give a fuck about y'all. He's at his local Black Lives Matter meeting, getting more skills, knowing what he should be doing with his life to continue to say a fuck y'all. To continue a statement about the Charlottesville massacre and riot. Right. Kneel for that at least, y'all. At least. Oakland Raiders? (laughs) Directly across the country. You in California, Virginia? Like, y'all ain't got no thoughts. Marshawn Lynch, the game. How y'all gonna let the nigga out of retirement out, do you? Nigga. How y'all gonna let the Skittles motherfucker out, do ya? Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. You he know, don't like black women. He don't like black woman, women, but <laughs> you might be movable if you kneeling right. on today. <laughs> Tell Marshawn Lynch to give us a call. Right. 
Come on, Marshawn. So yeah, that's the cool color colorblind collective. We it's about time. He don't to like particular team. kind of black women. He doesn't like black women who look like me. Exactly. Okay, so fuck him. So if you get any of y'all, he like light skins. No, that's not no, that's not what we mean, y'all. If he don't like dark skins, he don't like none of us. He that's how it go. Cause y'all light skin <laughs> into another light skin bitch. That's roll how up. Skin, bitch, show up. Come on. Like, come on. Be honest with yourself. Ain't no race to the bottom of the totem pole now. <laughs> Lord Jesus. (laughs) Anyways, you are the gods. Back to the ones who can save us, who can make things whole. Just remember, you are the gods. Ain't no bottom. I never seen a ceiling my My whole whole life. life. Ain't no Marshawn Lynch, boo. How how Blue Ivy got a better ethic at her age than you (laughs) hoes? Black women are gods. That's why black we don't say nothing bad about gods. black women during this part. But how y'all gonna let a five year old out do you, queens? <laughs> but it's okay. You can catch up. You can catch up. It's all right. You know, this, it's all about turning this thing around. <laughs> black women, you're gods. here. Some of you are listening to the Black Joy mixtape for the very first time, but you're here now. Okay? Black women are gods is the default. We just we just want to advocate for you expanding into your godliness. Just now. own all of it. Get all, all in it. your wounds. Just get bigger. You know. I'm I'm on the mic in pain. Loretta Devine, just have her spirit. Just that's your conscious voice Ooh, now. I think I'm gonna make him <laughs> sweet potato pie. I hope Ooh. he's watching. Is he I, watching me walk away? He's watching me walk away. <laughs> I love Loretta Devine. I'm convinced that when I if I meet her at the function, we gonna be in the corner Man. like having a ball, bitch. Like Honestly. oh yeah. I fucked him. <laughs> Black women of God's goes to My, the homies. The homies. The real ones. The trill real ones. ones. They ones. The <laughs> mess hey, around. They phones on your ass. Man, they said, look, we expanding this conference circuit. And not only are we expanding this conference circuit, we going to be like, blah, blah. We going to make a statement. Watch out now. Man. It's the little one. And it's not bow Jasmine, Jasmine Barnett. We got Janice NZ. We got Renee Bracey Sherman. And we got Elizabeth Dawes gay man who brought the petty black feminist spirit to the national association of black journalists indeed and you know they were pictured turning their backs on this whole amorosa situation (laughs) which was epic so apparently nabj the national association of black journalists decided in a trump era that it would be a good idea to have amorosa i don't know her last name at the function (laughs) she don't want you to know our friends decided to throw an old school band disc major red ass turn your back and read the newspaper as protests against the whack shit being said on this stage about face <laughs> feminists turn around <laughs> it's trash it's trash it's trash it's trash I personally think if y'all have not seen the video get that shit out of here <laughs> if y'all have not seen the video of that black woman eating that pickle on the mic I personally think I love the turnaround. In the future, I'm also down for a protest that includes going to anywhere Omarosa is speaking and eating pickles in the front row. We already told y'all, if y'all see it at brunch, turn up. Just turn up everywhere. Start twerking. Just do the most non-respectable shit you can think of in front of Omarosa. Please. And if and she's just, at a schedule function that you're going to be at, just get your friends together. Get bags of chips, lays, <laughs> if you would like, 25 cent bags. You know, so you can really squeeze. Passing out. Pass out pickles. You know, chicken, <laughs> gum, any smackable items. Can 
is just keep just keep on just, just make her crack with just annoyance just anti-blackness is just going to bring <laughs> Omarosa out she ain't even gonna be able to uphold that narrative about her daddy and her son and you I know fine talk about my father no girl no you don't get to do any of that but you draw know her out we should have known that this, that's that's what I'm waiting for yes but we should have known if y'all want to draw out a respectable negro just bring be a whole ass watermelon and just <laughs> bite into that bitch like a whole sphere of that motherfucker <laughs> don't Eddie green the, mu- the fuck out of it just, man don't <laughs> put some liquor in it chop up that watermelon and put the just mess up the whole thing now you bama niggas you know I was like why are you putting, putting salt, salt on it, it? but you, you know that, that a little sprinkle. just a little don't be putting all the salt just a little twang like a little a little twang. Black Joy Mixtape just revealed to you that we are the Petey Green podcast. News we and politics podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Petey Green and is DC. my nigga. <laughs> Think twice before you answer. <laughs> Think twice before you agree. I love me some fucking Petey Green, bitch. But you know, we should have known the shit was going to go down because, again, this was a productive thing that happened on Thursday from Damon Young. He published an article mentioning that the National Association for Black Journalists is a prime location for the bougie black people of America. He even writes, perhaps you noticed that your bottomless brunch spot was a bit... (laughs) Jasmine over here. I forgot. It was a bit less crowded than usual Sunday afternoon. And all of the bottles of room temperature water placed on the tables were left untouched. Disturbed and confused, he drove home and asked, where did all the bougie black people go? Where did they go? So Amarosa clearly saw that shit and was like, well, if two or more are gathered, I shall come. (laughs) So this sounded like a... He goes on to name the most hilarious things that are going to be present at um, this National Black Association of Journalists conference. And if you haven't read it, go over to Very Smart Brothers slash The Roots slash Very Smart Brothers. Whatever partnership they got going on. That ain't my business. It's not my business. I ain't got enough zeros to comment on it. That's all I know. You know, well, head wherever you head to get to this article. Black Trump women supporters <laughs> is getting paid more than us. So, you know, a bitch I, is like... They got their whole merchandise finance. Y'all talking about $1,000? This like, episode is brought to you by Honey Groove. <laughs> it's great. I love them. I'm definitely going. going to be shaking my ass and loving all them All day, folks. you know? But I'm just saying, y'all making fun of these folks for making all that that. And they are not black women of God. They ain't stepped into, like, the full... So they godliness. I don't know if they get they a little older. I'm not sure if it's gonna happen. Anyway, y'all got jokes, but they literally got their merchandise cashed in. You know how many people is buying Trump merchandise from black women? Man, and you know they have the opportunity to renew their relevance when 2020. All again. Campaign trip. So, you know, if you hate them, fund us. <laughs> the <laughs> PayPal us. is paypal.me backslash black joy. Hello? If you hate them, then, you know, donate to the other fat black women who are waxing the mic. But anywho, go over to Very Smart Brothers slash the root slash the, the situation he got set up. But thank God for real niggas for climbing up the journalistic expertise ladder who were attendees at this year's conference, despite its uh, known characteristic of being a a space for bougie black people um, and 
probably not the first time Omarosa has been there. But girl, she got into a full out back and forth standing battle with um broadcast journalist yes with a broadcast journalist named ed gordon it was top-notch political th- uh, theater i must say like <laughs> amarosa of course her dress was sickening her hair was laid i don't that's who she is she and is that's always why she gonna keeps look great at the function always and it's unfortunate but i'm glad that you know our niggas be out here looking black as fuck. echoing idol writers jenna zinzi renee bracy sherman jasmine burnett join folks like alencia from planned parenthood and even J- jamila at cassius and we're just grateful y'all were there to you know make some kind of a point um during all this an honorable mention for Black Women of Gods is definitely Trina with the iconic now quote. Now like the motherfucking blunts. <laughs> that's how I mean it. Oh, oh shit. All the shit. <laughs> and that's how we end up shit. Like the motherfucking blunt for Jasmine, for Jenna, for Renee, for Elizabeth. Y'all know y'all got one from us. I'm trying to decide to discuss the Trina video in depth right now. <laughs> All I know is that Instagram live Trina got on and had time apparently she was sending a message out to the folks who think they gonna be on love and hip-hop Miami and or letting us she know that? <laughs> that she running that and your spots is not guaranteed right now so I suggest you behave now or get embarrassed when the cameras show up <laughs> Now, a lot of folks is getting at Trina because, you know, she does have a moment where she is a bit homophobic, but it's only homophobic if you ain't listening for real. (laughs) Because Auntie said that you're nasty for eating the vagina from behind. She didn't say nothing about on your back. So yeah, just uh, which also Trina, you know, this is just you need to update. You gotta update your politics. You, you do, know? you do. Just, you gotta turn around and try some things. You can't yuck people's yum, no, auntie. Ma'am. You can't do that. I won't allow you. But I hear you and I see you, <laughs> and you are held, queen. And she said the folks who needed to hear that heard me. They heard me. <laughs> That's not that. not like the motherfucking blunt. <laughs> That's how them Southern queer aunties be talking. You gotta, Girl. you gotta listen to context clues. Context. <laughs> they ain't gonna tell you shit. She ain't gonna confirm or deny nothing. I said I don't like ass. <laughs> I didn't say nothing about the other shit. I ain't said nothing. I've actually perfected that other shit. <laughs> now turn it over. Now like the motherfucking blunt. Like the motherfucking blunt. <laughs> Black woman of God. Well, you know this has been a blessed Sunday, Jasmine. Let. <laughs> What's keeping you, what's giving you some joy? What's keeping you grounded in some joy this this week? So this week, I have been meditating on past selves without being stuck in the past. It's so good to revisit the past, Mm -hmm. to, you know, improve the design. Right now, I literally have a hairstyle that I had when I was 16 years old. Nice. With a top similar to what I was wearing then. But, you know, giving myself a 29-year-old <laughs> flair to it. Yes. And I just feel like every now and again, especially as I continue to progress and age and just expand, like when I'm 39, I imagine re- uh, I imagine at 39, I'll be revisiting looks from 26 mm-hmm. through 29 every now and again to update, you know, yes. just to show love and care for the girl, the woman that I was as I look forward to the woman that I can't wait to grow 
and be and eventually, you know, get elder status and, you know, eventually be a be an ancestor whose name is said over and over again. I say. Unfortunately, I had nothing but roller wraps the whole time of my of my youth. That sounds joyful. So I will not be revisiting that anytime <laughs> soon. No, you. A you bitch won't. had a sickening flip though. You know what I mean. If y'all catch me, I might get y'all a smooth. Pre- every now and again, I might get a press, but mm-hmm. I don't make it a habit. I might do it like once every couple of years. Yeah. The whole time I was a loose natural, I never got it pressed. I kind of wish I would have seen what that was, what what I could have made that into, like a little a little undercut, a little side thing. Oh, I never man. did that phase with my natural hair because back then, the ins- we didn't have Instagram. It was kind of like just what they were doing on. Like YouTube, but the magic hoodoo shit that y'all doing with these locks these days. I mean, I don't, don't count it out. <laughs> Cause the I options think, are limitless. Yeah, I heard y'all doing. Uh, y'all be having sew ins now. Folks with locks be having. You whole know, ass I've seen that. Units. And you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's just not your ministry, huh? That is not my ministry. It look heavy. My ministry is to ne- like. <laughs> I hate adding on. I like, heard. It is so much fucking work. It's like, so much. But you know. But who knows? Who knows what you're going to look like in true. the next decade? If someone will fund it, I will come. You might mess around and have a platinum gray ass short bob situation. No locks. You just never know. You never know. <laughs> but that's what brought me a lot of joy or what I've been meditating on. It's just really caring and loving all my past selves. Mm-hmm. So I can really groom and prepare for this next decade of my life. Yes. I've been looking at the women of my family and trying to find their true stories outside of them just being mothers and outside of their employment. Ooh. So like with my mom, I've been thinking a lot about how she's an artist. Like my mom is stone. Like she's, she designs stuff. She's always done graphic design. And when I really went to think about it, like she designed the bulletins for my church for years. She was a church secretary. So my mom loves fonts. She loves putting things together. She's designed. Them collages of Amber. Literally her getting a fucking iPad was awesome for her. Game changer. Game changer. So she did that. She used to, anytime I ran for class president, she designed it. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a great color. Like she draws really well. And I'm like, man, I never really saw that as who my also a part of my mom's identity and it really has helped me recently um step rectify, into your creativity right rec- like identify and really own the fact that i'm a creative and why and i can't shake of a creative right and why i can't shake being a creative to do something else or to do this or i bring my creativity into my organizing work into all these things and now i'm in a space where i'm like yes you can own it it's literally your fucking legacy. That's why you can't run away from it. And I think that is so true because I've been reflecting on my mama. And shout out to Miss Carol. Yes. I hope she continues to put out her art for us to see. I She's definitely great. love when she does the collages of Amber as well <laughs> as she is so artful on the Snapchat. She yeah, is. and i just been thinking about my mom and her gift of gab. Like, that mm-hmm. woman know how to talk and can charm just about anyone and, like that legacy to to be walking in that legacy is just so funny mm-hmm. and cool and she was always the person in her family 
who would say the most wild stuff. Like people would be like, I can't believe you just said that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's just so funny that that's kind of the yeah. the life yeah, that I've my, taken up. <laughs> like my mom is like an epic fucking storyteller. Man. Like when she holds court, bitch, at mm-hmm. like family dinners, uh, and she drives, so she drives Coda buses, mm-hmm. uh, which is our public transportation in Columbus, Ohio. And it just gives her the most amazing stories. Like, mm-hmm. she's always talking to people. So, anyway, my, my point around this is, like, they never get the opportunity to make their art, the things that they're really good at that come natural to them, allow that work to take care of them. So, I when I really start to hash these stories out... And I think about the things that make me uncomfortable in life or the things that I really want to do that will make me happier in life is I'm not alone in it. That mm-hmm. my mom, I literally got this from somewhere. It's mm-hmm. in my blood. It's in my ancestry. Like my grandmother wrote a song for family reunion one mm-hmm. year. It's improvement of the design. Exactly. And That's what we're here to do. sacrifice to make sure that we don't have to sacrifice our gifts and talents and Boom. forego the monetary or whatever comes from those talents. Mm-hmm. Because we deserve to be sustained by the magic that is... Us. gifted to us mm-hmm. the gifts that we have inherited and you know shout out to our mom shout out to their oh, mother sure. shout out to you know the original uh, mother you know Dinka Nash all them folks like mm-hmm. we are the descendants of all those folks like that blood is in our veins and we are blessed and all those prayers you know um, our grandmother's praying continuing to pray for us uh, from the ancestor world like it's Man, they just, they want so much for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so thankful um, for those prayers to keep us protected as we pursue whatever this is. Mm -hmm. You know, just so. My mom, yeah, she's just been on my mind a lot. And I called her with a dilemma and she was just like, um, and why I actually what brought you joy this week especially in the highlight of all these headlines. And she said, I was like, should I do this? Blah, blah, blah. She was like, well, if you're looking for someone to discourage you, you're not going to find it here. Mm. She said, I believe that you can make anything that you want to happen, happen because I've seen you do it before. If you're looking for discouragement and being yourself, you're never going to find it here on the Black Joy. It will State. never be here on the Black Joy. And State. I'm just thrive y'all like do the thing that brings you joy we have so many i I feel so blessed to be surrounded by people who are taking risks to create Mm -hmm. who are not just who are supporting us and being creators like all this shit you got it you you, got you got everything you need to be who you want to be that's my only thing and if it's is if it's physical resources you ain't nothing but a crowdfund, a couple paychecks, a couple pay stubs, whatever, fuck it away. You know, they can never pay you enough. This is what I tell my folks every time they telling me about some grand idea that they have, especially in lieu of having a really good job. The first thing I tell them, no matter how much you making, whether you making 50K, six figures, 12,000, whatever you making, understand that these folks can never pay you for your time because time is not a renewable resource. Mm -mm. It is priceless. 
So off top, by default, you are underpaid. So if you're willing to give up eight, 10 hours of your day, which is a solid two thirds of your day, I know you got another hour, one to three hours for yourself. Invest in yourself. Put time in yourself. If that means you just cooking meals for yourself, so be it. If that means you're going to start crafting the church bulletin, so be it. But make sure that you are making that time to invest in whatever dreams that you have. Whether that's writing poetry, whether that's writing erotica, whether that's making cakes, whatever. Whatever. Mm -hmm. If you paint. Taking care of the kids. Having kids. Man, shout out to Darnese Floyd, who's a painter down in New Orleans, who just re- was here last weekend. We had a really great time. And just being around an artist, a person who's not only an artist, but is pursuing it as an entrepreneur was just such great energy to be around. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, just listen to her talk about like her journey over the last year and how much progress she's made. Just such a wonderful artist. Y'all That's should awesome. check her out. And I also wanted to do just a quick little follow-up to the ACLU situation. Mm-hmm. Sorry, switch gears. Um, that I want people to know that we don't have to look towards white leadership to save us all the time. Mm-mm. We can tell them what they need to be doing, and we can also invest in the folks who've already made the decision to do this work in a way that somewhat honors black people. So if you're looking for alternatives this week, um, some alternatives I want to give to folks like that are the Advancement Project and the Leadership Conference for Civil Human Rights. Um, There's tons of other people out there. If you were already a funder or a donor for the ACLU, like it's okay to stop supporting these progressive organizations that aren't supporting us. There's so much stigma around actually saying like, no, I'm not going to attend this conference. I'm not going to act like this thing is helpful for us when it's not. That's how we're taught to settle for the minimum. Stop supporting news outlets that openly invites alt-right members like CNN. They mm-hmm. should not have to wait until someone puts out a Nazi symbol, salute, or whatever in the fuck until they get fired. You have the Black Joy mixtape, News and Politics now. This is a news and politics platform. Who sometimes and just, uses pop culture to make our point about, about politics. politics. Because do not forget, don't you ever play yourself. <laughs> the president of Toothless America was in your Home Alone Christmas edition. Yeah. If that ain't pop culture influence and politics, I don't know what he is. Mm-hmm. So that is the reason why it makes sense for you to go from a headline about your president to a headline about Boosie Badass in a matter of minutes. And it makes sense because it's all politics, y'all. Mm-hmm. So reframe, expand, understand that no matter what, whether it's a headline about President Non or Boosie, understand that the news is calling it all headlines. Whether it's from a blog or a quote-unquote credible news source. Amen. So, Jasmine, where can they find you online? Well, you can find me at Jazz On Your Mind on IG, Snapchat, and Twitter. And I'm just Amber J. Phillips across social media platforms, but mainly Twitter, Instagram, and you can follow me on Facebook. Don't forget to use the hashtag BlackJoyMixtape when you listen to the episode. We want to hear from you. Don't forget to follow at BlackJoyMixtape on Twitter and Instagram. Every week we put out a dope-ass album cover produced by Afro Chubbs. And... 
Yeah, it's just cute stuff happening all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. We love y'all. Just keep sending us those things. I, it like literally helps me through my fucking week. Honestly, and please do not forget if you have a little change, if you have more than change, because we accept more than change. You know, yes. we. We'll take the money that jingles, but prefer the money that folds. You can hit us at <laughs> paypal.me backslash black joy. And this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of black joy. And this is Jazz, the king of the south. And you just listened to the, the black, black joy mixtape. Hey, what it do? Ow.